We're going to continue what we're learning in the Holy Letters, the Geres HaKodesh, Simen Yud Aleph, the Hagdama that we're giving to try to begin to understand this deep perek known as La Skil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. So what we're discussing and we're learning this concept, which is beyond the concept, it's beyond some beyond something that can be grasped with the mind. But we have to start with the mind. We have to start to laskil chabina, to enlighten with understanding. Enlightenment is beyond understanding. Enlightenment means that a lightning bolt goes on in your head. And that's why it's very hard to grasp this deep concept that we're talking about, which is, what is life? What is the purpose of life? What is the meaning for life? What, is, what does it mean to be alive? What is the opposite of suffering? So therefore we're saying that we have to go deep into this idea, deep into this idea of death. We have to go deep into death to know what means life. We have to go deep into suffering to know what means pleasure, to know what means joy, to know what means the opposite of suffering. Because before we can attempt to address, before we can attempt to address all types of suffering, we have to understand the opposite of it. So as we said, a person is in the last day of his life. We have to look at this very carefully. A person is in the last day of his life. He finds out, God forbid, he has cancer, and he knows that he's going to be living the last day of his life. Then the question is, what happens then? What happens on the last day of his life? On the last day of his life, we said the quality of his consciousness, the quality of his neshama, the quality of his interaction with his child, the quality of his interaction with everybody, with everything, he's fully alive. What's the purpose of him going to work that day. There's no purpose, but he, when he goes to work, he's fully alive. When he's in the car, he's fully alive. When he's holding his children, he's fully alive. They might not know it's his last day, but what happens is then, when a person finds out that he's about to die, when a person goes through tremendous suffering, you see, whether it's his last day on earth or the last month or last six months, doesn't matter. But when, when the person realizes that it's all over, or when a person went through tremendous suffering, like we spoke yesterday, it could be a thousand examples, and you all have went through this in your own life on some level, or you met someone that went through this in their own life. When somebody went through complete suffering, true, real suffering, right? The person, he had the accident and he saw his life pass through him, what happened afterwards? What happened the minute after? This Rabbi Leaf, what the story I said yesterday is a tremendous example. He said, after he landed, after his car landed, he got out of the car, he was the most peaceful person ever. He was completely alive. He was completely at peace. He had ze- uh, no worry in the world, no more stress. What happened to his stress? 
What happened to his ego? What happened to his suffering? What happened to all the darkness? What happened to all his worries? What happened to all his hopes? What happened to all his aspirations? They all died. Do you understand? Can you see it with your mind's eye? The, the accident, the suffering that he went through, one moment of suffering, caused everything to die. All his stress died. All his ego died. All his aspirations. All his hopes of one day becoming, one day becoming wealthy. Whatever they were, they all died. And you know what happened? He started to live. He lived with the light of his soul, the light of his consciousness. What was his purpose? He didn't have a purpose other than to be fully alive. To be in the present moment. What is the purpose for life? What's a meaningful life? What is a life of purpose? That's what we're asking. What are, we're going to learn, wow, what does this future look like? What are we going to get somewhere in the future? There's no getting anything in the future. That's not the purpose of this world. That's not the purpose of life. The purpose of life is the oil Hashem. The oil, the light of your consciousness, the light of your soul should be the primary focus of your life. That you should be fully alive as if the day is your last day of your life. So the last day of your life, there's no more ego. There's no more aspirations. There's no more hopes. There's no more hopes. A person's not hopeful for anything. He's not stressed about his job. Because the stress is gone. Because stress is suffering. The ego... When the ego rules your life, there's stress, there's aspirations, there's a tomorrow, there's a yesterday. And all the while you're squandering the present moment. So there's a person who's in the last day of his life, he's about to die. He's about to die. And he knows he has to go to work. And then there's a person who doesn't know he has to die. He has unlimited amount of days and he works in the same office with this guy. What's the difference between them? One will have high intensity, high enthusiasm. One will, be, one will feel the light of his neshama in everything he does. He will be completely alive. He will smell everything with every ounce of vitality. He will be completely holding on to the present moment. He will not even realize what he's doing. He might have to do it anyways. But he will not even realize what he's doing because he'll be completely alive. Every sense, every fiber is being. What would be his purpose? What would be, what would be his fears? He has zero fears, you understand? Even the fear of death, he doesn't have at that moment. We're not talking about a person who still has the fear of death. He doesn't have the fear of death because the fear of death is gone. Because he knows he's not living anymore. He, it's, it's finished. So what is he doing? What, what is his purpose? His purpose is just to, be, just to be alive. So he has got rid of, he has died to his ego. All of his, all of his future aspirations have disappeared. And the other person is sitting in the office and he has unlimited amount of days. He's a mortgage payment. And he has stress. And he has complaints from his wife. And he has his kids are not looking the way he wants them to be. And everything is not going the way he wants. And he has stress. And he's fighting against what is. All the while, and being compartmentalized in his mind, projecting a future that he hopes will one day be better. And holding on to the past. All the while squandering what he's doing and stress that it's not going fast enough because he wants to get somewhere. But the other person has lost the illusion of a future, has lost the illusion of some type of success. He has lost the illusion of some type of hope. And he's fully in the moment, he's fully present, he's fully alive. And what's that person's life look like? The person who's sitting down over the air, 
and he's about to die. He's fully of life. He's fully alive. He is fully present with Hashem. He's fully present with his neshama. And he's fully alive. So what happened? The suffering that this person went through, which he should never have to go through. The contrast of life or death. The regret. You understand what happens? A person goes through, his car flips over. He sees his life about to die. A person goes through untold suffering. God forbid. On some level, this happened to me when I, the first time I ever saw death. I saw them, I, they buried my grandmother. And it was in front of my eyes. And all of a sudden, I had a tremendous awakening. A tremendous aliveness that came out because I saw death in front of my eyes. I never imagined it was the first time I ever saw somebody die. And that's when, I, when it hit me, what Chazal say, that You want to know what suffering is? You want to know what all darkness is? You want to know what pain is? You want to know what death is? You must know it in order to know what life is. Because only on a day when you're about to die is a day that you're fully alive. Is a day that there's no more illusions. So when we start this simon in, 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 in Tanya, we have to ask ourselves a few questions. We have to have a few, you saw this, let's get very real and practical. What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is that the oil of my neshama should be primary over my guf. That the light of my soul, the light of now, the liveness of now, of this moment, should be the primary focus of my life. How do I know? Because that's exactly what would happen when it's the last day of your life. The last day of your life, you are not searching for anything. You're not, you don't need anything in the future. There is no future. There's no aspirations. There's no mental ego that's created in your mind with a hope. You're fully alive. There's nobody who's going to question you about your aspirations, about your, your successes, about what you're holding on to. Because a person who's faced with death has become awake. He's not sleeping anymore. He's not anymore unconscious. The root of all suffering is unconsciousness. Stress, anxiety, hopes, aspirations, running, going. I'm in the car, I'm on the way to work. I can't get there fast enough. I want to go and... All of that is asleep. A person is asleep. Getting upset at my spouse. Holding on to past grievances. Getting petty. Talking about drama. Showing up at the work. I can't believe this employee did this. I can't believe they did that. All in a state of not alive. A person who's about to die. A person who's living the last day of his life. He doesn't have one ounce of negativity. His heart's pumping. Every single vibration in his body is fully alive. He looks like he's intense. He might look very similar to the person next door to him who's stressed. But he's entirely, he has no tensity at all. He has no stress at all. He has no grievances at all. He has no carryover. There's no accumulation. He meets the person who's near him fully. And if the person's dramatic across from him, it's no reactivity at all. There's no drama at all. There's no ego. There's no response. There's no triggers. There's no covet anymore. There's no kina. There's no taiva. There's no hope. There's no, there's no wanting. He, he is at peace. He is at one with the present moment. Whatever is in the present moment is, is fully alive. Whatever is the present moment is the highest state that he could be in. 
So for a person who's about to die, this is tremendous meditation. It might sound like we're repeating ourselves, but this is such a tremendous meditation. This is Laskil Chabidah, this is the beginning of all enlightenment of understanding. A person who's about to die has awoke the suffering that he went through, the recognition that life is not forever, has forced him and brought him deeply into the present moment. So therefore, when we ask this question, what is a life, a meaningful life? What is a purposeful life? What is purpose? Why was I brought into this world? What's the purpose of my life? What's the meaning of my life? What am I meant to do over here in this world? I have a job, I'm just a typewriter. I have a job, I'm just, I'm just, I have a simple job. What's the purpose of my life? The purpose of your life, the job that you do has nothing to do with the purpose of your life. The purpose of your life is that your consciousness should shine, your neshama should shine. That's the purpose of your life. And the minute your neshama shines, everybody around you's neshama will shine. The minute that you are in touch with your neshama and your ego dies, all of your suffering will disappear. All of your hopes will disappear. All of your wants, your aspirations will disappear. You'll be fully alive. But how could a person ever get to that if he doesn't meditate on death? If he doesn't see what death means? How do we know we have to do that? Because in the day that a person's about to die, that's exactly the way he's going to live. He's not going to live with any purpose at all. He's not going to live with any hopes for the future. He's not going to live with any stress, not with any ego, not with any triggers, not with any drama. We must study this very carefully. What is drama? What is ego? And what's to be alive? The past is my story. The future is my hopes. All of those things are egos, they're mental constructs, they are trapments, they are ways, states of unconsciousness. They put you in a state to be asleep, to miss the boat, to, 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 to not be alive. And a person who has stress, and a person who is, his, his whole business takes over his life, And we all have this at times, is a person who's asleep, is a person who's suffering, is a person who's not aware that today is the only day you have. And a person that's fully alive, maybe in the same office, but knows that tomorrow will never come, is living life as tomorrow will never come. Whatever he's doing doesn't matter. He's not attached to what he's doing. He's not sucked in. He's not lost in what he's doing. He's not trapped in what he's doing. He's not trapped in the past. He's not trapped in the future. He is fully alive there. They both have a tremendous amount of intensity. One of them is stressed. One of them is trapped. One of them is asleep. And one of them is fully alive. And he sees the purpose of my life is right at this moment. And the quality of my consciousness right at this moment. And the most celebrated, most richness, the greatest thing in the world is my life right at this moment. And there needs no purpose. There needs no explanation. Explanation is the mind. Is, is, is the, this mental type of thing. What are we going to get from it? What am I going to get from this? That's not, what li- that's not the purpose of life. The purpose of life is that the light of my neshama should rule my body. The light of my consciousness should be my my thought, my speech and action. That I should be fully alive. That is the purpose of my life. And when you live a life like that, even for one moment, you bring it out in everybody around you. 
And everybody lives in a ghoul estate. They live in a state where the oil of the neshama is lighting. And there's no drama at all. And they can continue on with their jobs. And they can continue on with their family. And they continue on with everything. But everybody around them is in an enlightened state, in a state of giving. In a state where there's complete consciousness, where there's complete perception of the truth of my life, that there is only today. And that nothing in the world on the day of my life, the day of the last day of my life, none of it will matter. Only thing will matter is that the light of my neshama should shine, that the light of my consciousness should be, the vitality of every single thing that I do should be fully alive. Because on the day that a person is about to die, he's not looking to achieve anything other than to be alive. And that's the greatest joy that he can have. Such a person has bliss, what we call as bliss. Aden, Tainuk. He's in complete bliss. He's on a complete high. He's not searching for anything. He doesn't want to get lost in anything. Getting lost in something is the root of all suffering. Getting lost in something is death. When you're faced with death, you're fully alive. And when you're fully alive, that's the meaning of your life. That's the purpose of your life. And the purpose of your life is to bring consciousness into who you are. To have your ego die. And to be in a state where you could be in brotherhood and celebration and joy with everybody around you. Where you, you and him are not in competition. Where your whole entire mission is to make everyone around you be in the same state as you. With internal joy, with complete aliveness, complete bliss. Where there's no competition at all between you and him. Not only there's no competition, your whole money, your whole job. You could be heavily involved in it. But the focus is that everybody should be one. And as soon as somebody talks lashonara, as soon as somebody talks negativity, as soon as somebody gets upset at you, there's no reactivity at all. That's a life full of meaning, a life full of life, a life full of consciousness, a life where the neshama is shining, where the soul is shining. So we say that Chazal say, this is what we're going deep into, that Chazal say, that shoiv yoyim lefnei misascha, return one day, regret one day before you die. And we discussed it yesterday. Does that mean that a person should regret? We started to touch upon this. That's how we got into the whole conversation of the lady who was about to die, who saw her brother die. And the last thing she said to her brother was, you lost your petty slippers. How, how could you do something so silly, so stupid? And that was the last thing she ever said to her brother. And that regret made her have a relationship with everybody for the rest of her life where she was completely alive. The regret of saying something so silly. What does that mean, the regret? Because what she said to her brother, she said in a sense of a sleepness. She was asleep. She said it from a state of suffering. But she never knew that she was suffering. Because the root of all suffering is sleep. And she didn't realize that there was no vitality, there was no vibrancy, there was no aliveness that she said to her brother. But in the face of watching her brother die, and that being the last memory that she had, that in face of that she lived for the rest of her life with every single person, she met them with who they were, not the drama of who they are. 
No reactivity. Could you understand what that means? Could you imagine a life where a person has zero reactivity? That's called the meaning for life. That's called a life. Zero reactivity could be humiliated. Your child could have tantrums. You could, your child could get thrown out of school. They could betray your trust, your spouse, any negativity. But there's zero reactivity because you're fully alive, because you're faced with the imaginary, you're faced with the imagination of death. You're faced with the imagination that if this would be the last moment that I have on earth. So the regret is a profoundly, a profound slingshot that brings you into the now. This demands tremendous meditation. Because if you could, if you could have your interpersonal ego die, your relationships with everybody is gu'uladik, is, is alive. You will have zero reactivity. And it's not an imaginary thing for the future. This can happen at this second. A person's ego, his interpersonal ego, can die in a second. He can die to his ego and never have a fight with a person the rest of his life. If he's faced with this idea of death, if he's faced with this idea of what does it look like on the last day of my life, or what does it look like if this is the last words I tell somebody, he will always meet the person the way they are now, not the story of the person, not the imagination, not the past of the person. So when Chazal says, return, which also means regret, regret, have regret, why do I need to have regret? Because the regret is the root of all suffering. And if I have suffering, if I have the regret, I will wake up to who I am. We have to understand this. We can repeat this over and over again, but this is so important. Once you get it, your ego in many areas dies. And when your ego in many areas dies, you become awake. And when you become awake, you're alive. And when you're alive, that's the meaning of your life. Your neshama is is alive. And when Mashiach is going to come, Everyone's neshama is going to be alive. The neshama is going to be the ikr, the body is going to be the guf. All the attachments, all the attachments to my stories, to my egos, to my successes, to my hopes, is going to be imaginary. When you go to a person's leviah, when you go to a person's shiva, all you hear is the good things that they did. The conscious moments, the moments they were alive. Not how many lawsuits they won, not how many buildings they owned, not how much money they had in their bank account, but how much money they gave to tzedakah, how good of a father they were, how amazing they were. The sum of a person's life is in five minutes. Because that's the only thing that's alive. That's the only time you're fully alive. And if you don't meditate on this every day, every day will be a squandered day. And if you don't meditate on this as, as much as you can, every day will be squandered. There's certain areas where if you meditate on this even once, the ego will die in those areas and you'll be fully alive. And the, nish- the light of your neshama will come out. You understand what that means? The light of who you are, the light of the present moment. You will not be at war with the present moment. You will be accepting. You will not have any violence towards another person. There will be no sinas chinam. There will be no... There will be no jealousy, envy. You could sit among a person, you could have had 15 years of aggravation from that person. The person could be spinning stories about you. The person could, whatever is going on, you will have complete love to him. Because you will meet him as a, as a person. As if it's the last day of your life. Because it is the last day of your life. Because it's the only moment in your life. Because there is no tomorrow. There is no future. There's no hopeful future. There's no time it's going to get better in the future. It's only going to happen this minute. The Zoyer says that in one moment we do tshuva. 
Rabbi Akiva, Rashlakish, one moment in their life. Rabbi Akiva decided, I'm going on the path. 40 years, I didn't learn a word, but he understood what means knowledge. He understood and he made a decision. And he changed his life that day. And he became the greatest sage that ever lived. Because he had profound regrets. 40 years, a wasted life. You understand what happened with Rabbi Akiva? He was the greatest sage that ever lived. Everything we have is because of Rabbi Akiva. Why? Because for 40 years he didn't know Aleph Beis. He wasted his life. Sometimes a person says, I'm an addict for 40 years. What can I do? My life's wasted. Yes, if you keep on thinking like that, your life's wasted. But if that triggers you positively, if that regret, you understand Rabbi Akiva had tremendous regret for 40 years he wasted his life. Do you know how he lived the rest of his life? Every moment was with vitality. Rashlakish was the same way. When they get deeper into it, Rashlakish was the same way. He lived a life of theft, of thievery, of violation, of doing all types of immoral acts. But then Rabbi Yochanan told him, put your energy into Torah, put your energy. And at that moment, he made a conscious decision to do tshuva. He couldn't even return, he couldn't even put it. He wasn't trapped anymore. His energy to jump, to do immoral acts, didn't exist anymore because he put his whole energy into Torah. He was fully alive. And then the rest is history. Rabbi Yochanan Rashlakish, the greatest amount of machloikism that we have in the Torah. He became the greatest Balshuva. Why? Because in one second, Rashlakish and Rabbi, and, and Rabbi Akiva, their egos died. In one second. And the day, the moment their ego died, all the suffering ended. And it might have been brought about by suffering, but they were fully alive. And when a person is fully alive, He's fully living with the moment right now. And if he's fully living with the moment right now, he's not yearning for a better future. He has everything that he needs. He's fully alive right this second. And what does it mean to be fully alive? That his neshama is shining. That's the purpose of his life. His body, his ego, his story, his worry, his hopes. But that's boring. That doesn't come into play. But I need to have all this in the future. That doesn't come into play. Because that will never come into play in the last day of your life. And the last day you're fully alive. So if it's okay on uh, the last day of your life not to be triggered by this person, if it's okay not to be triggered, don't be triggered by your spouse, don't be triggered by your children, don't be triggered by anybody because that's not the way you would tra- be on the last day of your life. Because the last day of your life you're fully alive. Because you're faced with death. Because there's only black or white. There's only life or death. And it's this recognition that's a meaningful life. And it's this recognition that Torah and Mitzvahs all came about for this reason. To be fully present in the moment. To have kavonas mitzvahs. That everything you do, every present moment should have vitality. Should have the light of your soul. Learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, means that you should have conscious doing. You should be conscious in what you're doing. And you should be able to be the light of your soul into the presence of the physical, material vessels that there are in front of you. Bring light of your soul into your own body. To be fully vital, to be fully awake with the purpose of this life, to have life all around you, life at this present moment, <clears throat> not to squander the moment. If you do Torah mitzvahs, you're fully alive. If you do it with kavana, you're fully alive. What is the reason that I'm here? What, is, what am I doing? Well, we're going to go deeper into it as we started. Yesterday we said we're going to talk today about tzitzis and tefillah, we're going to get deeper into it. But we have to go, we have to go deeper into understanding this idea of what is mean, the purpose of my life? What is, it, what is a mission? What is, a, what, is it, what does it mean to be fully alive? What does it mean to suffer? Because if we understand the root of suffering, we're going to understand what means bliss. And if we understand the root death, we're going to understand what means life. And if we understand what means ego, we're going to understand what means neshama, and what means a purpose for life. Shabbos. Shabbos.